We just want to welcome everybody today to a very, very special service, a really different service. Uh, we just want to welcome you from wherever you're watching, whether it be your bedroom, your living room with your family alone, however you're watching, we just want to welcome you here to Northfield Church in Gearing, Nebraska. And as many of you know today, we have been experiencing some things in this nation like I've never seen before, like you've never seen before. I'm in uncharted territory, and you are in charted territory. Matter of fact, I'm standing in our worship facility here in Gearing, Nebraska, and, and they're going to show you right now the empty sanctuary. It's just a bunch of empty seats. Nobody here. Just me, Melissa, Ron, and Mike. And just like thousands and thousands of places of worship all over the world, there's nobody gathering. People are not there. But thank God we can still come on through social media. And all of you that are hearing the sound of my voice, we're going to make it through this together online. But hear me clearly. In this time, God is showing us and showing you and showing me that the building and the seats are not the church. The people are the church. You have to understand that in the Old Testament, God had a temple for his people. But in the New Testament, God has a people for his temple. God said, I will live in you, I will place my Holy Spirit in you, and that's why the New Testament says that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And today as you're tuning in, I want to welcome you, we're going to worship, I'm going to bring a short message that I believe I have a word for you that will help you in this time. Because some of you watching, you've been panicked, you've been worried, you've been disturbed, it feels like the world is spinning out of control, but I assure you it is not. Because I want to remind you in the book of Job chapter 38, the Bible says that God came in like a whirlwind, like a tornado. A whirlwind, a tornado, it, it feels like everything is spinning out of control and everything is in chaos. But God wants to show us something. Listen to me carefully. When God shows up in something that is spinning out of control, it is to show us that He is in control. So I'm calling on God to come in. When God does come in, the fear is dispelled. Peace saturates our soul and we can feel the presence of God. And today there is no need for you or our community to panic. Today we must make that choice, church, that we choose faith today. Today as we come together and we're watching together, you need to know that Carrie and I are praying for you. The elders, the staff, Carrie and I are undergirding you with our prayers. We're holding you up with our faith. We believe right now that the angels are encamping and being released today over communities and over nations and over territories. I believe that with all of my heart. And before we dive into worship, I, I want to say this. I really feel this in my spirit now more than ever. We have seen a country that has been in division. It has been separated. And now more than ever, we don't have the luxury of disunity. The pandemic that we are facing right now requires us together as Christians and as Americans to unite together. More now than ever, the churches across America, the churches locally, the Christians locally must be united together and we must seek the face of God. We must love one another. We must have grace for one another. We must not judge our leaders or judge one another. We have to help one another as we can in this time of need. 
And before we worship, I'm reminded of a very powerful story in the Bible. A story in the Bible where a plague was literally breaking out on Israel. Thousands upon thousands of Israelites were being killed by the plague. And God told a strange command to Aaron. He said, Aaron, take the censer. Take that censer and run out there in the mix of the plague. Now that censer or that container in the Old Testament contained incense and it contained coals from the altar in the Holy of Holies. So as he was going out, smoke was coming out from that censer. And if you've been in this church long enough, you know that that smoke represents the worship and the prayers of God's people. Aaron went out there in the midst of that plague and he had that container and he was waving that container back and forth and back and forth. And in the Bible of Numbers chapter 16 verse 48, the Bible says that when Aaron stood between the dead and the living, that plague was stopped. And I'm telling you right now, in your home, through your prayer, in your home, through your praise, the plague, this pandemic, it will be stopped in the name of Jesus. I believe something is about to happen in the realm of the Spirit when Christians unite together, whether it be at home or when they release us and come back to church, when we pray and when we praise, our God in heaven is going to move in this land and this pandemic will come to a screeching halt. Can you say amen right there where you are in your living room? I believe that with all of my heart. So I'm going to step aside and we're going to enter into some worship today, but I'm going to pray first. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I come through the internet. And the power and the prayer and the presence of God, let it descend in every home that's listening to my voice right now. Let the Holy Spirit saturate that family right now. I pray for the mom and the dad, the kids, the grandmas, the grandpas, the aunts and the uncles watching all over America, listening to the sound of my voice. Let the Holy Spirit descend in their house right now. Put a high hedge of protection upon them right now. I plead the blood of Jesus over their house right now. And I command in the name of Jesus that fear be gone. You haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Anything that comes is a counterfeit spirit. It's not the spirit of God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that Christians now more than ever would seek your face. Lift up their prayers to heaven. Fill their homes with praise and worship so that we can see that Christians stood in between the dead and the living and the plague was stopped by the smoke of our prayer and our incense. So right where you are, have a worship service in your house. I know it's going to seem awkward. It seems awkward to me to preach to nobody. It's going to seem awkward for me to praise and worship down here by myself. But I encourage you right where you are, you join in now as we worship together. You love so great, Jesus in all things. I've seen a glimpse of your heart a billion years. Still I'll be singing. How can I praise you enough?
Defender behind me, and I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing, my cup's overflowing. No weapon can harm.
but I just hope that right now you feel the presence of God right where you are, just like I'm feeling the presence of God right where I am. And it, it's His presence that comes into our space that brings healing, it brings hope, and it, it lifts us and it encourages us in this time. We're going to go ahead, and if you would, just go ahead and get your Bibles and, and uh, turn with me to uh, Mark chapter 5. Thank you, Melissa. I just want to talk to you from the book of Mark that I believe that uh, will minister to you in this time of, of something that I read, and, and it's a phrase that has hit my spirit over and over and over again to, to help me through this time. Uh, so if your spirit feels anxious, if your mind feels worried, or if your heart is filled with anxiety, I want you to use this as a defense against any attack. In Mark chapter 5, verse 38 and 39, if you would turn there in your Bible, it's a story of a little girl by the age of 12 years old that died. Jesus walks into a house where death has already come into that house and Jesus says something very unusual. Let's read it together in Mark chapter 5 verse 38. It says, when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion. People were crying and weeping and wailing very loudly. He went in and he said to them, why all this commotion? Why all this commotion and wailing? This child is not dead, but asleep. Focus in on those words. Why all this commotion? Because what Jesus was really saying, he was saying, why are you making so much about this situation? Now hear me clearly, and I want to be clear. I am not underplaying the degree of the severity that the tragedy of COVID-19 is bringing to America. Even Jesus in the scripture was not underplaying the sorrow or the weeping or even the death of that 12-year-old girl. What Jesus was saying that in the dark moments and in the dark days, he says, I'm here, so you need to choose faith. Why all the commotion? Jesus is telling Christians, choose faith. Why? Because Jesus is in your house. The Holy Spirit is in your life. God is for you. Jesus says, I am with you. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Why all the commotion? And I'm not trying to come on here and saying that COVID-19 is nothing. Yes, it is serious. Yes, it's shutting down America. Yes, it's altering your life and my life. As we read on the news, yes, it's even killing people with underlying conditions. Not only is it killing people, it's killing jobs. It's killing the economy. And because you're there, guess what? It's shutting down churches. It will not kill the church. Listen to me. When we compare COVID-19 to God, the God that is in your house, the God that is in your life, when we compare COVID-19 to the Holy Spirit that lives in us, if we were to put COVID-19 here and Jesus right here compared to Jesus Christ sitting right beside COVID-19, he would say, why all the commotion choose faith? COVID is not bigger than Jesus. And listen to me. God does not fail us. God is with us. God does not fail you. He is with you. And understand with me, church, that the spirit of fear has been unleashed on this world, on the nation. The spirit of fear wants to do everything that it can to infect you with worry, to make you feel anxious, to make you feel stressed, to where you feel like everything is, is, is coming to an end. But listen to your pastor. We are not coming to an end. Well, how can you say that, Pastor? I believe God is not done blessing the nation. 
I believe that God is not done using His church. He's using it differently in this season, but He is not done using the church around the world to see many people saved, set free, and healed. It is not over, I assure you. But now more than ever, every Christian listening to the sound of my voice, we need, we should have already learned this, but we need to take the word of God seriously. Matter of fact, I, I struggle teaching you choose faith. I struggle telling you lean into the word. Why? Because we should have already been doing that. But for whatever reason, God is bringing us down back to the basics, saying choose faith, choose my word, get to praying, and get to worshiping. And I think all of those things are good to do when you feel worried and when you feel stressed. So let the word of God, let your prayer, let your worship be a defense in this time. That's why Jesus said, why all the commotion? I'm here. Don't worry. Don't panic. Don't weep. Don't well. I'm with you in your home. I'm where you are right now. So no matter what comes our way in the coming weeks or the coming months, our first reaction and only reaction must be faith. Choose faith over panic. Choose faith over being petrified. Choose faith over being fearful. Because when we stack this up, compared to the healing power of God, the miraculous power of God, the supernatural power of God, the only phrase that rises in my spirit is why all the commotion? Why all the commotion, emotions? Why all the commotion, brain? Why all the commotion? I'm going to center myself and focus on Jesus. We will survive COVID-19. How do I know that? Because the Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I've taught you this before. The Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now the virus is a weapon. The virus has been formed against us. But the promise of the word of God is it shall not prosper. Amen? In our society, it's being dominated right now by a culture of fear. And rightfully so. I get it. Every time you turn on the news, it changes from hour to hour and day by day. Looking at other large cities shutting down for three weeks to a month. I mean, we're asking ourselves, is this going to happen to Gearing and Scott's Bluff? I, I understand if you have those emotions. But if you have those emotions and you have those thoughts, why all the commotion? Choose faith. Choose faith not only in the word of God, but let's choose faith in the facts. Because the facts of the matter are this. They're plain and clear. The fact is, in the last few decades, we are living longer. The expectancy, the life expectancy of people has more than doubled. So why all the commotion? We are living longer. We are living healthier in any time in human history. Why all the commotion? Another fact is we have more medicine, we have more cures, we have more science than we've ever had. Why all the commotion? There are doctors, there are scientists working around the clock to try to fight this disease. Choose faith. So with the facts, in a time where we are healthier than we've ever been, we have more medicine and science than we've ever had, why is a generation generation choosing fear and choosing anxiety and I'm not saying those emotions aren't real believe me I've experienced them I have but when I read the words of Jesus why all the commotion I have to take those emotions and I have to take those thoughts and bring them captive to the word of Christ and he's telling us right now why all the commotion because why all the commotion? Because at this point, as you can tell, nobody's in control. This is in God's hands, church. And we must trust and depend and have faith in God. And I get it. Every time you turn on the TV, every time you scroll through Facebook, it's hard not to have fear. And that's why I'm coming on 
and telling you today, choose faith. Choose the words of Jesus. Why all the commotion? Jesus is right there. God is right there. God is in me. God is in you. God is keeping us. God can be trusted. So I choose faith today. And I want to remind you of something. I want you to remind you in the Old Testament, the ten spies in the book of Numbers. You know what they caught? They caught the fear flu. They caught the fear flu. Because ten of them, out of the twelve, said the giants are too great. The problem is too big. We're doomed. It's over. Everything is going to overtake us. Two of them said, absolutely not. We are able to fight this, and we're going to fight this. Guess what happened? They got vaccinated with faith. And I'm telling every Christian within the sound of my voice, be vaccinated by faith. Do not catch the fear flu in this time. Be vaccinated with the word of God. Faith gives you the power to expel fear. Trust in the cross of Jesus Christ. Believe in the blood that still flows through Emmanuel's veins. Your home is covered in the name of Jesus. And I'm telling you today, God does not want us to live in chronic worry and chronic fear. Fear is the increased feeling of being vulnerable. And rightfully so, we're vulnerable right now. We're out of control. We used to have control and now it's being taken away from us. We feel vulnerable. Are we going to be able to protect ourselves? We feel vulnerable. Am I going to be able to keep my job? We feel vulnerable. If I go out, am I going to catch it? But we must now more than ever lean into the protection of Psalms 91. If you haven't broken out your Bible in a while, break it out. Start praying Psalms 91 over your family. We prayed that last night over our family. It's time for us to pick up the word of God. We must believe that we are in the secret place of the Most High. We must believe that we're under the shadow of the Almighty. We must believe and trust that He shall be my shield. We must believe and trust that I shall not be afraid. No plague can come near my dwelling or my family and His angels are in charge over us, church. He's going to keep us in all of our ways. Break out Psalms every night and read it and proclaim it over your family. And I love another verse, Isaiah 43, 2. My favorite verse. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. We're passing through some waters right now. He's with us. It says, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. He even goes as far as to say, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I'm trusting in that, amen? And right now, the only one that I can put my hand in is Jesus' hand. This is a time where he's going to be with us like never before. But I want to warn you, because I'm seeing it happen. I'm hearing it by Christians. When you choose faith, do not choose denial. Because sometimes people with great faith live in great denial. Some people think, well, my faith is so big that I'm not going to have any issues and I'm going to be okay. Listen, look around. I have faith right now, but nobody's in the church. I have faith right now, but we're facing a worldwide issue. I have faith right now, but we have to social distance. I have faith right now, but I'm not going to live in denial because God gave me wisdom. We must choose faith, but we must live in reality too. So I'm asking you to live in the reality of the situation. Don't live in denial. Some people don't want to deal with the issues. When you first saw this, oh, it's no big deal, the flu's worse. Well, they're eating their words now. They're eating their words now. When you live in denial, guess what? You still go to work sick. No, 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 no. When you live in denial, you, you, you cross borders from an infected area to a non-infected area. That's not faith. That's, that's, that's just being irresponsible. 
We're not freaking out. We're being responsible. I told you, this is what love looks like in this season. We love our neighbor by protecting our neighbor. So we stand in faith. We look unto Jesus. We are encouraged by the word that says, why all the commotion? But we don't live in denial. But if we choose fear, fear can throw us in denial too. So here's what I'm telling you, listening to the sound of my voice. Face the problem and focus on God. Face the problem and focus on God. Because the truth of the matter is, this is no time to be in denial, whether it's faith denial or fear denial. And even when I choose faith, I am not saying that the emotion of fear is not real. It will come. You will have it. I've had it. But in those times, I have to bring that fear in captivity because the Bible says he did not give me a spirit of fear. That's a foreigner trying to come in my spirit. So I take that thought captive and I rely on that sentence. Why all the commotion? Because Jesus is here with me. So everyone listening to the sound of my voice, let's face this and let's fight this together. Let's be like those two spies that are vaccinated with faith. Let's listen to our pastors. Let's listen to our leaders. Let's continue to give to our church because the church is the light and the beacon of hope in this crazy time. We're going to focus on faith. We're going to face this problem. And we're going to focus on God. And listen to me. The biggest commandment that said all throughout the Bible, guess what it is? Fear not. Be strong and courageous. For I am with you. Fear not. Be strong and courageous. For I am with you. So as the team comes back up, as we're about to close in worship, I want you to know that God delights strong and courageous people. He delights in the strong. He delights in the courageous. And many of you listening to me, I understand you have concerns. I have concerns for you. That's why I'm praying for you. You have concerns about your business. You have concerns about your finances. You have concerns about your job. Those are very real. But we must believe God in this time, church. We must hang on to the words of Jesus that says, why all the commotion?" Look, my mind is just like your mind. It can think some crazy things. If your mind's never thought that, can we have a brain transplant? Because I would rather have yours than mine. Listen to me. Our mind's thinking, what if the worst happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? I understand those thoughts. I have them probably on a daily basis. And for whatever reason, God is allowing everything to shut down. And, and I, I am calling it. And I'm telling other people, I believe this is a divine shutdown. Nobody's here. You're in your home. But what I've found is when everything shuts down, God is up to some great work. We are in a divine shutdown. And I'm telling you, if you're listening to people prophesy of what's happening in gloom and doom, just, just tune that out right now. Nobody knows. And if they claim to know, run. Nobody knows. And if you were to ask me, Pastor, could you tell me what you feel like is up? Here's what I tell you. I don't know. But he's up to something. He's up to something. The only thing that I can think of right now, and I told a good pastor friend of mine, Jason Corbett, this. Maybe he's showing the Church of America that we haven't done our job to properly disciple our people, to be spiritually strong enough to endure what is about to come. I am reminded of Jehoshaphat in the Bible. He was outnumbered. He was out-resourced. 
and he was totally out of options. Let me tell you something. Jehoshaphat did this, and I believe what this divine shutdown is for. Jehoshaphat lifted up his eyes. He lifted them to heaven. And he said in 2 Chronicles 20.12, he said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are focused on you. Church, many of you are crying that out. We don't know what to do. But that last part, our eyes are focused on you, must be what we return to in this divine shutdown. Every pastor that may be listening to me, you're crying out, we don't know what to do. Keep your eyes focused on God. Maybe this is a divine shutdown so that every Christian can come back to a place, get back to the basics of prayer and worship and faith and the word and say, you've got our attention, God. Our eyes are focused on you. To those listening, all I know, God is bigger than this shutdown. God is bigger than COVID-19. God is bigger than our financial downfall. So I choose to believe right now that when this is over, we will see a move of God like never before. This will be the greatest restoration. This will be the greatest resurrection. And this will be the greatest revival that this land has ever seen. America, we have to place our eyes back on God. Christians, we have to place our eyes back on God. Pastors, maybe he's getting us to a point to put our eyes back on God. As we conclude today, I want it to get in your spirit that when you watch the news, take it seriously. Heed the warnings of your leaders. Abide by the request, but remember, choose faith. God is bigger, and get your eyes back on God. He is teaching us a divine lesson, and, and we need to learn it. In the middle of this divine shutdown, trust Him. Depend on Him. Listen to Him. Because faith is trust and dependency on God. And today I want to ask anybody listening to the sound of my voice. Is it time for you to put your faith in the one that has conquered all? The Bible says that God has given us his one and only son. His one and only son that lived a perfect life died on the cross and shed his blood for me and you, that the Bible says all those that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. That's you. That's me. They shall be saved. They shall have everlasting life. And listen to me. You don't get good, then get God. You get God and he'll start making you good. Amen. God will take you right now just where you are. He will take you right now and he will come into your life. And he will bless you. And he will protect you. And the promise of God that no weapon formed against you shall prosper will immediately begin to take effect. None of us are immune to this. The president, your pastor... You, you're not immune to this. We're all going through this together. And in this time, now more than ever, anybody listening to the sound of my voice, you need an anchor for your soul. That anchor is Jesus Christ. That anchor is the Holy Spirit living in you. That anchor is a God that covers you in the shadow of the Almighty. I don't know about you, but I want that power. I want that assurance. I want the Holy Spirit living in me and the blood to cover me and a, a God that I can serve and be up under. 
Only Jesus can offer that to you today. Jesus offers that to you every day. And let me tell you something. What we're going through, it's already prophesied in the pages of our scripture. Let me be clear. These are just the beginning. We are going through a birth pain. There could be more birth pains coming. And the time would be now for you to make sure your life is right with God. Because when your life gets right with God, you can receive the peace that passes all understanding. You can receive the forgiveness that, that separates the sin as far as the east is from the west. And he holds those sins against you no more. When you accept Jesus Christ into your life, it's the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to heal your soul. For the blood of Jesus to heal your sicknesses and diseases and infirmities. Accepting Jesus into your life is the comfort you can have like none other before. So right where you are, they're going to put right now in the comments a link that if you want to give your uh, life to the Lord Jesus Christ, just follow that link. Follow that link and fill that out. Fill that out, your name, your email address to where I can keep up with you. And I want to pray this prayer with anybody that wants to accept Jesus. Just right where you are in your home, maybe the kids, maybe your husband, maybe your wife. Maybe on a watch party, somebody watching with somebody else. Just pray this prayer right where you are. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I choose you this day as my Savior. Because I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose again from that grave in three days. I believe that you're sitting at the right hand of the Father. And I believe that God is in control. So as I walk this faith, I choose to make you the Lord of my life. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. If you prayed that prayer, make sure you comment. We're going to close here in worship. Don't tune us out yet. Go on with the service. But listen to me. I want to thank you for joining us. Tell other people to tune in. Share this as much as you can. Choose faith. Focus on God. And I want to remind the Northfield Church people how important the church is during this time in our community. If you're listening from other churches, give to your church. Give to your church. Be faithful to your church. Northfield attendees will help keep Northfield running. So Northfield attendees, I'm talking to you. It is critical for your support of the house of worship during this time. I want to encourage you that the church must be a beacon of hope and a beacon of light to get communities through this. I want to encourage our church family to support our ministry. There's links up top there. Go online after the service. Mail in your, your offering. Give online. Text to give. Because now more than ever, the beacon of light the Church of America, she must shine on. So I just want to thank you for watching today. Jesus is saying, why all the commotion? I'm in your house. I'm in your life. Focus on Jesus. And if you would, right where you're at, we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. As a church, as a family, just repeat this after me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom thine is the power thine is the glory forever forever amen I really want you to join us in this ending worship because this is a brand new song it's a beautiful song it comes from numbers 6 
24 through 26. I'm going to pray this over you right now. We're going to worship to this song, and then I'll come back and dismiss us. But let me pray over your home right now. The Lord bless you. Hallelujah. And the Lord keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Let's sing this with them. Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord blessing over your home. Today, I just want you to leave today. Replace panic with prayer. Replace worry with worship. Listen, we have things for your children. If you haven't already done those, just take a look at our Facebook page. There are links there to get you to do different things with your children of all ages, all the way from birth all the way up to sixth grade. Our 
youth director is doing something with your youth tonight. This coming week, I'll be on uh, Tuesday morning. We'll have something special for you for Wednesday and some worship for you for Thursday. We're going to continue to minister to your need. We're going to continue to come into your home. We're going to help you through this. And together, I promise you, we're going to come back together stronger than we came out. Amen. I believe wholeheartedly when we come back together, there's going to be such a power and presence of God and a sense of restoration and revival that the best days of the church are before us. I promise you that. We love you. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you watching us today. We're going to keep doing this for as long as they'll allow us. And then if they won't, we'll find some else way to get into your house. I love you, church. Here's a virtual hug from me to you. Gotcha. I love you. I'm praying for you. And I miss you. Believe me, I miss you. It already feels like a month or two. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next Sunday. Your love's so great, Jesus in all things. I've seen a glimpse of your heart a billion years. Still I'll be singing. How can I praise you enough? How can I praise you enough? You are the Lord Almighty. How shining all the stars in glory. calls all to our Savior. We are alive for your praise, the earth and sky. No one is higher. Our God of wonders you reign. Our God of wonders you reign. You are the Lord Almighty, outshining all the stars in glory. Your love is like the wildest ocean. Oh, nothing else compares. Oh, yes, you are the Lord Almighty. Outshining all the stars in glory. Your love is like the wildest ocean. Oh, nothing else compares. Not to us, but to your name. We lift up all praise. Not to us, but to your name, Lord, we lift up all praise. Not to us, but to your name, we lift up all praise. Not to us, but to your name, we lift up all praise. You are the Lord Almighty, outshining all the stars in glory. Oh, nothing else compares. You are the Lord Almighty, outshining all the stars in glory. Your love is like the wildest ocean. Oh, nothing else compares. You are the Lord. You are the Lord Almighty, outshining all the stars in glory. Your love is like the wildest ocean. Oh, no.